Okay, welcome back to this week's edition of the Geshmak of Var podcast. Parshas Tazria. Another parsha about simonim, about signs. Elio Barch Finkel tells us that last week's parsha about what is kosher, all the signs of an animal chewing its cud and having split hooves, is an entire parsha about what a Jew can let enter his body. Parshas Tazria, about Saras, about this holy or impure disease that is something like leprosy that affects the skin, that is all about what a person cannot let leave his mouth, cannot let leave his body. That comes from Lashon Hara. Last week's parsha was about what you can let enter your body. This week is about what you can let leave your body. Now, there's an entire cadre of laws pertaining to what gives a person saras. Rashi tells us that a person can be inflicted with saras because of Lashon Hara. A person be, could become inflicted with saras because of haughtiness, some sort of bad mida. But saras, at a deeper level, Rabbi Yerucham tells us, is actually a blessing. Saras is actually... A person has a lacking in life, and God forbid, if he's cursed with this saras, it shows up all over his body, is actually the greatest blessing. Because now he knows what he struggles with and what he needs to fix. The simon, the sign that a person has on his body, actually is an ultimate bracha. If Rahman Lachlan, someone, God forbid, doesn't have the ability to feel things, doesn't have the sense of touch, and he could have his hand, Rahman al-Atzlan, on some sort of hot burning source. And he'll never know. He can burn his hand off, Rahman al-Atzlan. Feeling something is actually one of the biggest blessings. So next time we burn our hand, we have to say, thank you, Hashem. Now I know to remove my hand from this painful source. Abircham expounds, quoting the Rambam in Murin Avuchim, the Guide to the Perplexed, with an interesting question. Are non-Jewish or non-kosher animals impure because they don't chew their cud or they don't have split hooves? Or are they created impure and then memela? And then its nature in this world is that it doesn't chew its cud and does not have split hooves. As we say in Talmudic parlance, is it a seba or a simon? whether an animal chews its cud or has split hooves. The Rambam tells us that when something is inherently holy, it has a sign of holiness. When something's inherently, when something's essence is impure, it has a sign of impurity. The animal is kosher because God said it's kosher. In this world, it's manifested through a simon, through a sign of it chews its cud, and it has split hooves. Now, it's the mystical teachings of the Torah and it's kind of a mystery to us why it is that a physical manifestation of holiness in this world is chewing its cud. Um, hold your ears if you're a little queasy, but so an animal that barfs its food up into its mouth and then chews it again and does that consistently throughout the day. Also, why does it show any sort of holiness in this world to have split hooves? That's for us to think about. But be it as it may, the Rambam tells us, Rabbi Rucham tells us, quoting this Rambam, that Kedusha has signs in this world. See Manim. You go to buy chips in the store, you got to make sure it has the OU. You got to look for the signs. Similarly, 
I think that logos have a similar idea as a sign. When you see that Apple logo on the back of a phone, you know that you're probably going to get a high-quality product that's going to have everything that you need for a phone to do and probably do it very quickly. You know what it stands for. When you see that uh, McDonald's sign, you might even see just the colors of it, and right away your brain, the neurons in your brain, can sense already what it is that you're going to get. You can know the essence of something based on a sign of it. We have to be able to look for the signs in life. I'd like to say... That we need to make sure that our food has OUs, but we also need to make sure that anything that we do or bring into our life needs to have an OU. Kosher doesn't just mean what you eat. Kosher means, is this permitted by God? And whether that be something that I listen to, something that I see, does it have an OU? We got to make sure our life has an OU on it. Saras is a blessing. It was a simon of, I struggle with haughtiness, I have Lashon Hara, I spoke Lashon Hara, I gotta get better. You leave the camp, you go out, you spend some time meditating, contemplating, ruminating on what it is that you did wrong, and you come back into the camp healed. One last Chiddush, and I think therefore, we need to be even more spiritually attuned to our pitfalls, to our lackings, because we don't have Tsaras nowadays. We don't have the blessing of being told what it is that we need to fix. We don't have the blessing to be able to go to a prophet and say, what is it that my job in life is? What is it? Is this thing kosher? Is it impure? Rather, we need to be on the lookout. Look for the signs. Notice from the outside what the essence of something is. Be on the lookout. Can I let this come into my home based on the cover? Does this have an OU? We should all be zaycha. To read the signs. To pick up on the signs and to put an OU, a seal of approval, a seal of kosher on everything in our life. Amor de Keshavis. Mm-hmm.